0: What up, what up, though? Ball hawk show. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball hawk show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. quick layers in ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart, we got the tennis balls for the wrong sport If you know, you know If you know about the carport The trapdoor, is supposed to be awkward If you know, you know That's the reason we ball for Circle round twice for the encore If you know, you know
1: What up, 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 do Welcome to the Ballhawk Show Podcast, I'm your host Amar Hawkins Appreciate you rocking with me Checking out the latest episode of the show. If this is your first time tuning in, make sure you subscribe. Whatever podcast platform you are tuning in and using, subscribe. That could be Anchor, that could be Podbean, that could be iTunes, Spotify. uh, What else? iHeartRadio, Google. I don't really upload them to YouTube anymore because I play a lot of music. Copyrighted. don't want to get any more youtube strikes because they will snatch down your channel in a heartbeat so i appreciate spotify anchor and all the other platforms allowing me to use the music and all the artists definitely appreciate you making good music that i can use for this show let me turn my mic up a little bit there we go check 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 there we go all right man we're gonna recap the Wahoos' latest victory versus the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets, a.k.a. the Ramblin' Wreck, at Scott Stadium in front of 45,837 people. Give yourself a round of applause. Yeah. He showed up. Yeah, we'll take it. It's an improvement. Less than 40,000. Now we got almost 50,000. Well, it's 45, but, you know, what? You, know, you round it up. So, we were rounding numbers, it would be 50 because, you know, 45, you know, halfway. But um, definitely appreciate everybody that was in attendance. It was definitely great. Shout out to my bro, Tavon Mason, for all that he's doing in the community. We honored him um, during the game. So, salute to him. And salute to everybody that tunes into the show, man. I'm getting a lot of requests. It's it's fun now when I'm walking and, and going to the stadium. And going to and from doing my different pregame shows and obligations, just seeing people walk up to me saying they enjoyed the podcast, saying they enjoyed the music and things like that. And you guys are utilizing the contact us on my website at myhawkins.com and sending me emails. Yo, I love it. Cause I like to interact and I like to just chop it up with folks and, and communicate. So it's a great feeling, man. It's definitely humbling as well. So I'm de- definitely appreciative, especially everybody on the Sabre. Also, locker room access; those two message boards that I'm on heavy. Um, salute to the UVA fans group. Also on Facebook, I'm always there. Um, Who's Rising Facebook group as well. Yeah, man, it's, it's it's a beautiful feeling. So, if this is your first time tuning in again, don't be alarmed if it seems like I'm I I'm just playing music at the beginning because I take you into like the locker room, like. I utilize music a lot to get my mindset right when I break down a podcast, when I'm previewing a podcast, just to, because it's organic. Like the music brings out the energy that I need to give you the best available product. Again, all the music that I play, you might not agree with. Why is that a big truck like backing up? I don't think the mic is picking it up. So y'all can't hear it. But, um, But, yeah, man, so I got a lot of requests, too. Um, It's a gentleman. I ain't going to say his name. He knows who he is. He emails me after each podcast that he checks out, and he had a request. So I'm definitely going to pray his request in this pregame music mashup that I got for y'all. But I got to get my mind right. This is a personal request for me. This is one of the songs that I used to listen to. When I was playing arena football, because it came out around that time, that used to get me, like, hype before games. And I hadn't played it yet, so this is how we're going to start this one, though. T.I. Top Back. Let's go. This is the first song.
0: Creme de la creme, homie. That's how we gonna start this song.
1: Let's get your head banging. Cause when the
0: beat, if you got speakers, you gonna enjoy this beat. Cause it's gonna thump. like
1: your beat down low. It's gonna get loud. Down low, down low, down low, down low, down low. I like my top. it I
0: let it i am want to it. Shut the whole block down I like my top lip Here comes trouble homie I'ma tell you how the king likes to king like the rhyme I like my piece I do my top lip You see me ride to it boy. Hey, hey, holla Like you're getting moving hey. And you're talking If you're real sick hey, yo, And you're one of those bitches Like I like my piece I and my top lit oh, hey, like hey. like yeah, hey. back, hey. 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 you see me ride 24. Hey, holla at there like you're Kenwood high. Yeah, top lit back, if
1: you're real sick, yeah will hit your windows bitch flat. I'm the man in my city, hey. ain't nobody. With me, you can that's the real, and now the bad, bad. I'm a known no, devil. I always had bitches, and the thugs and the killers was all in class with me. Princesses of 26s, watching some television. Shorty, I'm never. Slipping. That's how we gonna start it off. That's how we gonna start it off. Yeah. Ready to show these yeah. yeah. All right, going to the special request bag. This song was specially requested right here. This old school right here. And it's fitting for this team, man, because they definitely rising to the top. It's that old school Dougie Fresh, which I know about this right here. Yeah. If you've seen the movie Paid in Full, you heard this song. But this team definitely rising to the top right now. Let's go. Let's go. Uh. Yeah. yeah, get up. It's
0: about that time. It's about that time to get paid. Uh-huh. Get laid, cool in the shade, drink a little bit of lemonade. What what? Let but me tell what? you, let me tell you, let me Rose tell you what I want. Yo, again, fresh I wanted yeah. this to be yeah. special. Something yeah. more uh. than any other feeling that you felt before. Pushing through the doors. I see girls having a good time. I might say stay around. Old school, new school, no school rule. Uh-huh. But other than that, everything is cool. I see guys and girls dancing. Doing the new dances. That's a hit while I'm over here romancing. You ain't sh- it's no need to curse. Ask me who she is and let me tell you first. Slow down, be cool. And don't act ill I came to have a good time Party and chill with you And don't worry sweetheart I'm still with you And after we leave We will continue With our plans But plans are made to be broken Smoking I'm not joking Try to diss me And I'll give you a token Cause I'm the type of brother That can't be stopped And no matter what I'm gonna Keep, 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 keep rising while my mind say? Give it all you got Give it all you got Give it you got Come oh. on Yeah, come on Cause we're the get fresh
1: crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah Yeah, what y'all know about that? And you know you can't play Dougie Fresh Without playing You know what song I'm gonna play This is how we gonna end it You cannot play Dougie Fresh Without playing this song right here You would not be a real DJ If you didn't play this song And this is how we gonna I'm gonna just let her talk to so you know to Y'all know nothing about the show yeah, yeah, excuse me,
0: Dougie Fresh. yes, have you ever seen a show with fellas on the mic with one minute rhymes that don't come out right, they bite, they never write, that's, that's not. not polite. Am I lying? No, you're quite right. But, but tonight, tonight, on
1: the very mic, you're about to hear, we, we swear, the best star rappers of the year. So, Sherry, so,
0: so, cherry, yes, Scream, Bravo, also, if you didn't know, this is called the show.
1: Yeah. This how we starting the show off, with the show. Because we about to talk about the offense, too. And that's the show. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, 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 yo, tongue. what? What's your, your ballets on. on. No
0: Rick, I was about to what I need the shoe home. Why? Because the shoes always hurt my phone Six minutes, six minutes, six minutes. Nugget, Nugget French, you on. on, yeah, yeah.
1: Here we go. Come on.
0: Here we go.
1: Come on. Yeah, them, no, that's I how don't we are gonna end it. <laughs> you did it again. Oh, no. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> no, 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 no. All right, that's enough. That's enough. All right, here we go. Well, here we go. What up, what up, what up, what up, what up, what up. One, 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 two, one, two. Here we go. Here we go. Welcome to the Ballhawk Show. This Part of the Ballhawk Show is brought to you by Abra Insurance. Go to Abra Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home business, auto life insurance. The great people at ABLE service in the state of Virginia for over 20 years. Make sure you go to Abrainsurance.net, man. Check them out. They got affordable policies for you. And when you're talking to them and you're trying to see what fits your budget, tell them the Ballhawk sent you, and they definitely will take care of you. First segment. Of the show is always the numbers We get into the stats We break down what took place Team stats, individual stats And then we get into offense, defense And of course special teams Will be a part of the show So let's go we, 11 minutes in All music, that's what we do We set the table, hopefully your blood is flowing Hopefully that puts you in a great mood Because we about to dive into it I don't need no background music right now There's been enough music, so ain't going to be no background music all right, the Wahoos, the most important stat is the score. 48 to 40, victory over Georgia Tech. We already said it was 45,000 fans there. That's covered. Let's go to first downs of the game. UVA had 32. Georgia Tech had 28. Net rushing yards, Georgia Tech had 270 yards rushing. Yep. Somebody else ran for over 200 yards versus the Wahoos. That's now UNC, Wake Forest, Louisville, and now um, Georgia Tech because I don't think Miami did. Um, What else? What else? Okay. I'm sorry. I got sidetracked. Somebody text me. Uh, UVA though. UVA has 240 yards rushing. Who said we don't run the ball? They ran the ball 34 times. re ran the ball 30 times. <laughs> Coach and I, uh, okay, which button did I have it? Which button do I got it? Let me see. Nope, that ain't it. Sorry, hope that didn't hurt y'all ears. But Coach and I, did you just serve some of that? Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. You ran the ball 30 times for 240 yards, Coach and I. Did you serve? Sip the juice. I got enough to go around. Woo, unconventional, too. You averaged eight yards a rush. Your offense did. You had 240 yards rushing, Coach and I. Great job, Dr. Bob. Throwing the football, UVA had 396 yards passing. Uh, Georgia Tech had three hundred. Yards passing. We averaged 13.7 yards per completion. We have four passing TDs. They averaged 11 yards per completion. Three passing TDs. Total offense, they had 570 yards of total offense on 78 plays. We had 636 yards of total offense, 73 total plays. We averaged 8.7 yards per play. They averaged 7. yards per play we had four penalties for 38 yards they had three penalties for 35 yards one of our penalties was definitely huge because of negated uh, interception by Joey Blunt they called Noah Taylor for a roughing which I didn't disagree with can't hit the quarterback you know the quarterbacks protected so you can't hit them in the face uh time of possession we won that 31 minutes and 55 seconds to 28 minutes and five seconds. The one quarter that jumps out to me the most is third quarters because coming to the game, they were a team that jumped out on teams. Like they really made adjustments and started scoring a majority of their points in the third quarters. And if you watched our games this year, third quarters have been a detriment to us. And um, we dominated time possession. We had the ball for 12 minutes and 46 seconds. They had the ball two minutes and 14 seconds. Granted, They scored on a 73-yard rush that third quarter. But other than that, we stopped them, and then we held on to the football. So that definitely helped. Um, They had the ball nine minutes the first quarter. We had it five. Second quarter, they had the ball more than us, even though we scored more than them. And then the third quarter, they had the ball more than us by two minutes. Uh, But that third quarter swung the time of possession. So I like to put things to context because people just look at, oh, we had the ball more and that's when, but it was really the third quarter that really, because they really had the ball more than us each quarter, but the third quarter, we had the ball 10 minutes more than they did. I like to get context on my show, people, because numbers without context do lie. People say numbers don't lie. They, they, they can be misleading. And when you're misled, that means you're kind of telling the field. Um, third down conversions, they were six of thirteen, a little better than fifty percent. We were seven of eleven. We was a lot better than fifty percent. So there you go on that. Um individual stats. It was one turn, you know, one turnover, and we made it seven points off of the turnover that we got from Joey Blunt's second interception, which that's the only one that counted. Um Gibbs for Georgia Tech, the freshman running back. Man, he's super explosive. I think he has a bright future. He had thirteen rushes for hundred and thirty two yards, one touchdown. Seventy one of those came at once on that great move that he made on Joy. Like that was a that was an excellent elite move that he put on Joy Blunt because Joy is one of the better tacklers you'll see. And um, even Joy just tipped his hat to him. It was like, yeah, man, that was a that was a great cut. So it's no shame in that because they on scholarship too. And I think that kid's gonna be. Very dynamic. He ran hard. He's one of the nation's leading all-purpose players. I think he came into the game sixth in the nation in all-purpose yards per game. So he's definitely legit. Uh, Sam's the quarterback. He's going to be very good. He is already an elite runner. Um, He has has 65 yards. I'm glad he fell down on that speed option on that fourth and one. I'm glad he fell down. Um, Mason for them had 58 yards And then Smith had 15 yards So that totaled 270 for them For us, Brendan Armstrong Net was 99 yards He gained 115, but with the sacks With the one sack um, It hurt him So he ended with 99 yards rushing Two touchdowns Averaging 8 yards per rush Keaton, the football player 65 yards on 7 carries Averaged 9.3 yards of rush Wayne Tyler Papa, fifty-four yards on eight carries. He averaged six point eight yards a rush. Devin Darrington, three carries, twenty-two yards. He averaged seven point three yards per rush. As a team, like I said, we averaged eight yards a rush on thirty touches for two hundred and forty yards. That's awesome. Another round of applause. People say, "Hey, we gotta we gotta run the ball. We gotta be balanced. It's not gonna be conventional." But you look at how they produce and, and what it did for the offense. There you have it. There you have it. Passing, Brendan Armstrong's been absolutely outstanding. Three hundred and ninety-six yards passing, twenty-nine of forty-three, four touchdowns. He was sacked just one time. And they brought a a, a sack that a delayed might trigger that they caught us. That was the only sack we gave up. Um Jeff Sims, he was twenty seven of forty four, three hundred yards, three touchdowns, one interception. Uh Keaton Thomas Thompson had nine catches, eighty-nine yards. He had some big lead catches, bro. That one-handed catch because that was an interception. If you wouldn't, I think he looked like he just tried to knock it down and he just snagged it. That one-hand catch was dope. Um, he had a couple bend routes that we're gonna get into that that were impressive. How we're using him and putting him in different spots. Um, Keaton is—he's phenomenal. He's phenomenal, man. He's phenomenal. Billy Kemp, eight catches, fifty yards, one touchdown. Does the dirty work. The little engine that could. You know I rock with Billy Kemp. Billy the goat. Uh, Dontavian Tay Wicks, six catches, one sixty-eight, two touchdowns. You got Moss representative. I'll get it more into to to Wicks when we break down the offense. Jelani Woods, three catches, sixty-three yards. Tyler Popper, two catches, six yards. Rashawn Henry, all they do is catch touchdowns. One catch, 20 yards, and a touchdown. Um, I'm not going over what they did. I'm just sticking with us now. Sorry, sorry, other guys. Then defensively, Nick Grant led the way, eight tackles. Joey Blunt had eight tackles, one interception, one pass breakup. Nick Jackson had six tackles, two quarterback hits. Corn King. Six tackles, a half a tackle for a loss. Devontae Cross, five tackles. Ahern, five tackles. Mandy Alonzo, four tackles. Jameer Carter, the juggernaut, four tackles. A tackle and a half for a loss. Wes Weeks, four tackles. Elliot Brown, three tackles, a tackle for a loss and a sack. One quarterback hit. Also, Anthony Johnson, three tackles, two pass breakups. For Mui, three tackles, quarterback hit. Noah Taylor, three tackles, one pass breakup, and one block, extra point block. Agunlier, three tackles. Redman, two tackles. Good to see Redman getting burned, man, and, and making a difference. Bratton, one tackle. Harrison, TC, one tackle. Fingleston had a tackle. That's what sucked. And then Hunter Stewart had a tackle. So there you have it. We had three tackles for a loss, one sack, one interception, five five pass breakups, and four quarterback hits. So let's jump into who should we start with, the offense or the defense? I feel like if I start with the offense, it'll flow better to the defense because I know with the defense we could talk about special teams. We can end with special teams. But a lot of people might have tuned in just to hear if Petty Hawk's going to rant about the special teams. So what should we do, offense? Defense, offense, defense. What y'all think? Offense, defense, offense, defense. Let's start with the offense because the offense is shorter. It's not too much. I mean, you beating like, like, look. Should I go over the first 10 plays of the offense still too? Um, Yeah, I still do that. I still do that. Let's see. We're gonna talk about the offense first. Before we start talk about the offense. Salute to the sponsor, Manscaped. Go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code The Ballhawk Show for 20% off of your overall order. Go get you that Lawnmower 4.0. Get you some boxers and a t shirt, some nice spray on cologne. When you when you trim yourself up, you know, everybody's shaving. You got to be shaving everywhere. So go to manscape.com. Use the promo code the Show for 20% off. Manscaped.com. All right, man. First 10 plays, of offense. Let's check them out. Let's check them out. Let's see. Came out in twins with the double tight end action. We got tight end and the H-back. Billy on the jet motion. Little jet sweep. Nice positive yards to start off the game. One-yard game. That's okay, because that set up a lot of big plays off this action right here. I like getting Billy in space. I like that we're using Jelani Woods and Grant as blockers, because Jelani destroys guys. when he, You know he was a blocking tight end before he got here. And one thing he can do is put them paws on you. Second down, still got an H-back look. Keaton in the backfield, Jelani up the seam. Come back by Wicks to the boundary. Henry on a on a post route and Henry fast. Good gosh, they get a little bit of pressure because we're looking at Henry on the post. They're in cover one, single safety high because one of the safeties dropped down to the to the curl flat area right under Henry. Janani looked like he might be open. This might be cover three. Yeah, this is cover three. We throw the Keaton in the flat. They make a good individual tackle. Solo tackle one a few times. One guy tackled Keaton. That was a one-yard gain. So we go to third and eight. We got Malachi to the bottom. He runs a post curl. They're man to man. We got Jelani on the bend route in the middle of the field. Billy on a burst out route. We got Wicks on another. So he he's on a deep stop. I think Brandon Brandon just comes off him a little too quick. Let me see. Let me see the end zone view. See where his eyes is at. Yeah, he came off him a little too quick. Then he felt the pass rush. They got a nice little. Pass rush. There's only four guys coming, and they kind of squeeze in. Our line does a good job of stabbing. Um, and the spider senses went off, so he tucked it and ran. But Wicks came open. He just felt a little pressure. So they got us on a three and out. So we went a three and out the first drive. We come out the four play. We fake the jet this time. They flow. We got Wicks on a little hole route in the slot. Great throw. 16-yard game. I like that. You ran a jet sweep. You show jet sweep again. You get the linebackers flowing to the boundary. With that linebacker flowing to the boundary, it opens up a window for Wicks. Wicks does a good job of thralling down. And then Brennan does a good job of putting it on him too. Because the safety he was trying to go for the pick. And Brennan put it on a rope. I will say, number one, for Georgia Tech was having a long day. Because there's a lot of times he thought he could judge Brendan's arm and Brendan was throwing darts. Now we come out in trips with a little Zen motion, meaning Wicks is coming towards Woods. So he's kind of stacked and you have Billy Kemp to the inside of him. We got Malachi. Opposite of them on a tight split. With an H back. Oh, yeah, we're attacking deep. They come with a blitz. We throw it to Billy on the out route. This is, this is a night route route combination. So when we got a trips look, trips bunch look, Jelani is the point guy. So he's the guy on the line of scrimmage. Jelani pushes up the field. So he's running the numbers route. So he's running the nine route up the numbers from the hash. So it's a wide nine as we call it. We got Wicks running a seam, hauling you know what, a double S. Man, he hauling, could, yo, Wicks remind me of T.O. That's how T.O. used to run, violent. This is a nice play call. Then we got Billy Kemp, who stacks the stem, meaning he runs in the stem of Wicks, so he's running right behind Wicks, and then he runs the out route. And then Georgia Tech does a good job of getting pressure up the A-gap. They actually got a sack on the same blitz in the third quarter. Our guard sees it a little late because he's checking the end with Haskins, and he sees a little, and it's a good job by that linebacker of coming down and coming tight. Brendan does a good job of resetting his feet, and the ball just comes out hot. But that's a good play call by Nah. I like the, I like the play design. It puts the, the defensive backs in the bind. We run a little short jet sweep again. Brendan keeps it. Uh-oh, the knee is healthy. He takes off 17 yards. I love this. Because everybody was saying, yo, Brendan's been so phenomenal throwing the football. He's standing in the pocket. Is he going to start running again? And teams forgot that he can run. So that was a 17-yard game. Now we got the other football player in. We use him on a short jet sweep motion. So the jet sweep was was Fools goal versus Georgia Tech this week. We ran this a lot. We use this jet sweep motion play action because their backers were so fast and they would flow to the ball. It'll open up the middle of the field. We run a mess route off that, meaning once the backers flow with the jet sweep action, Billy Kent was coming in relation to where they were leaving. Wherever they vacated, he was occupying. Boom, nice little mess route throw, seven-yard gain. Play eight. The motion action with Billy again just to see how they react to him. Billy is going to cause a lot of linebackers to at least respect where he's going. They playing man to man. Ooh, Wicks had this dude beat down here. Um, Brendan was checking to the field. We got a go route by Malachi. Then we got a whole route by Jelani, which they bracketed him. Got the safety coming down on Billy. And Wicks destroys this boundary corner. Good gracious? Bless his heart. He better be lucky because he would have been on another Wicks highlight. That was a great release. And then Brennan takes off seven-yard game. Play nine. Trips to the field. Got the football player at quarterback. We want the quarterback power to the boundary. We basically do what teams did to us. Go trips to the field and then run to the boundary. Great job. Hat on hat. Keeton does a great job of making one of their linebackers miss. They they got some short tackle linebackers, and he was making those guys miss. Well, that was actually the strong safety number two. But they like he's one-on-one with this dude. And he makes him miss. Like Keton understands his skill set. He's not a burner, but he has a herky-jerky way of running, and he's stronger than he's, he appears. He bounces off guys. Like he's standing straight up, running people over with his chest. Like if you were a a coach, you would tell him, get some lean, son. You gotta drop your pass. With him, it's like just let him run. I'm gonna keep going because this was a touchdown drive, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Throw it to Billy Kemp. Nice little hammer out. Get into the red zone. Oh, I like this play that we ran to the boundary. So we got twin. So we got it's just regular gun, four receivers, two receivers to the field, two receivers to the boundary. We got Keaton to the slot wicks to the boundary so we run a natural rub so we run a fade route but wicks does a great job of understanding and this is how he scored his touchdown he sees the leverage of the defensive back the defensive back is what i call no man's land no man's lands put you in the bind you should never be two to three yards off a receiver like they're going to beat you either come in press at zero yards or get back to like six yards and activate your feet by chopping in place understanding that you're not giving up your inside but he's in no man's land when you're at two yards you gotta react to anything the receiver does because they're on top of you so quick so Wicks does a great job of doing a little stutter step so it's what we call a hop stutter he hops explodes to his inside shoulder get his feet to shuffle in and then he explodes. So Wicks is open right now. And they're a man to man. So Wicks defender actually hits Keaton's defender. <laughs> and Brendan doesn't realize it. Because Brendan, I see what Brendan's seeing. Like he sees that it's a natural pick. That Keaton, he figured, figures Keaton is the one that's open. But it's actually Wicks who's open because Keaton's man doesn't bump off and take Wicks. So you got two guys essentially looking at keton. Well, Wick's dude is just beat. He ain't looking at nobody. He actually about to fall down. We throw to keton and he catches at, like, the one-yard line. And you can see Wick's like, bro, I was open. Um, and then we run a little short motion with Billy and a little swing route was like a toss. So that was a touchdown. Um, So that was the first 12 plays I gave y'all. All right, so my notes for the offense. The Wicks fade route. This is understanding your checks as a receiver and the quarterback. Quarterback surveying, not so a lot of times, quarterbacks survey the linebackers and the safeties. These days, you got to survey, at least to the boundary, where the corner is at. Because it's the shortest distance. And I was standing with Quinn Blanding and a couple of other fellas. And no, I was standing with Jay James, actually. I was beside Jay James. And Jay James was like, what you think we're going to run? What you think they're going to run right here, Hawk? And I go, man, this quarter blitz technique. We need to check a fade. And it's almost like they heard, both of them heard me. Because Brendan looks to the right. And he gives Wick's ahead he smacks his helmet and wick nods and this this corners in blitz technique meaning he's heavily inside leverage and again he's in no man's land he's at two yards you're beat pre-alignment you're beat if the receiver doesn't panic and just rush his route wicks does a great job again identifying leverage hop skip shuffle and he put this boy on Elvis' legs. You ever seen Elvis? Remember Elvis used to do the, all oh, shook up. Mm-hmm. That's what the boy did. His right knee did the Elvis shake. And I mean, this is an elite release by Wicks. This is understanding if I just execute my technique, the quarterback would do the rest. Man, he beat this kid. And here's another thing that I don't understand. And I'm not going at this kid. I'm going at, like, a lot of people always say, like they question coaching. Like a lot of people would say, like, "Yo, what is the coach doing?" If you, why would you have the, the corner inside, and you know you got safety help? Sometimes I always tell folks: sometimes the player has to be a player too. Sometimes players mess up, but coach can tell you something, and the player will still f up. Excuse my language, because I ain't gonna curse. But when you use like an emphatic profane. Letter. sometimes people really perk up if I would have said the real word everybody would have paid attention but I ain't gonna curse but if you know first of all this is Don Tavian Wicks if you do your googles you know he gets busy right if you're a true student of the game I'm checking number three for UVA he gets busy I'm telling my safety there is no other threat I ain't worried about no, and this is not a knock on Wayne, but if I'm an opposite opposing player, I'm not worried about a Wayne Tyler Papa. I'm going to help you. We're going to make you throw the 21. We could rally down and tackle if he throw the 21. We know three get in the paint. He scored. Tyler Papa just get yards. Let's not let them score. So if I'm the corner, I may got inside technique, but I may look at the safety and say, yo, let's bracket him. Let's make sure he don't beat us. So the safety's looking at Brennan and he's already trying to go towards Wicks. But the thing is this the fact that the corner's inside leverage and he gets destroyed by this elite release by Wicks, he got no shot. And to be honest with you, Brennan could have just put it on a bullet. But Brennan is doing what you're taught to do. Put it up in the back of the corner of the end zone. Brennan could have just thrown a back shoulder, not a back shoulder, but he just could have put it on the numbers of Wicks because he has the arm strength to throw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball. If he threw a 100-mile-an-hour fastball, it would have been like stealing, stealing. But he threw this thing up. And when I tell you Wicks went and got this, oh, my goodness. This is, this is, hey, NCAA or all you high school coaches, if y'all making high point uh, videos for receivers, put this on there. This is textbook, the release and everything. Inside leverage, attack the leverage of the corner. Give him something to the inside to make his back foot step back. In this case, make his whole right leg do the stinger leg. Wicks is elite, man. Now the question is, is he going to stay? That's what everybody keep asking me. And I don't know. I can't answer that. I'm not Wicks. Me personally, I don't know what he's going to do. Me personally being biased. He's the best receiver in the nation. This is me. That's my guy. Wix is my little bro. Like, he's the best in the nation. Period. And the other best in the nation ain't playing. Huh? What's the next play I got up here in my notes? Play 22. That I want to break down for y'all. I thought I should break this down. Because somebody gave me a great... A great uh, suggestion. Just break down top plays as well. But I, I like to get like the first 10 so you can see like the scripted plays in which office according has. So this is the cat blitz that Georgia Tech ran that we run a lot. I mean, a boundary quarter blitz. You got to put the safety in a bond to come one-on-one if the and, – and you know what? Brennan points. Brennan knows that it's coming. And look, I'm going to tell you something. I can't tell – well – I can't. I I don't know how he tells that this kid is coming. Brendan had a spider sense. This is something in film study that they picked up, because he points at the kid and the kid is not even giving me an, an inclination that he's coming, but he triggers, and they see. It, we see it the whole entire way, and this is where three does the rest. Brendan does a great job of getting the ball to him. Three does a good job of snatching it because Brendan throws him up the field. It was almost a little bit of collision. And maybe the throw made the safety take the wrong angle as well. But credit to Wicks for having the moxie of catching it first. Looking in end because this, the safety's screaming. like he's coming to ear hole shot him. He snatches it and immediately dead legs. The Peter Ward dead leg. Y'all remember Peter Ward for Florida State? He used to give you this dead leg. He, I mean, he did it in the stadium too and scored on a little screen pass when he cut it all the way across the field. Yeah, I remember that. That was a... Uh, was that 97? Yeah, that was ninety-seven. Cause I scored that game. My first ever touchdown. Anyway, yeah, Wicks make a miss. And now is what we call butt cheeks and elbows. That's all you're gonna see. So that was that was, that was a great that was a great recognition again by my by the quarterback. Let's go to play twenty four offense. This was the oversized split play that I, I never seen us show. So we are, if, if anybody gets, well, y'all can't see it, but we have, this one in a few, that's probably the only play that I, that I remember that we use oversized splits. You remember, was it Oregon? It was one of those West Coast teams that used to use oversized splits all the time. And the defense followed. That generated a bigger crease for Wayne to choose from. Offensive line did a great job of executing that technique because they tried to trigger in the weak side A-gap. Wayne does a good job of getting downhill because 10 is unblocked. Brennan does a great job of getting the ball to Wayne. Wayne does a great job of just hitting it because if he doesn't hit it, 10 are tackling him for a loss. So Wayne does his job. The front side, well, we actually running weak because Jelani's to the left, so we're running weak. The line on that side, that's Glazier and 65. Do a great job. Glazer does a great job coming down, tandem blocking with Olu. Our tackle does a good job of stepping inside. The end goes out, taking where you want to go. Rodriguez does a great job of just getting in the face of the, of the back row slash nickelback. Malachi goes get the safety. Wicks is blocking good on the corner. And Wayne get 15 yards. I like that play, man. I like the oversized splits, man. Salute to Anna, man. Salute to Nigh. Showing variations now. Showing he's evolved. Another play that I put in my notes. Oh, George, so it went. So I had a discussion with somebody on the save before, and I always say that if a team is showing that they're going to play coverage. I like to run draws because they always question and Why would you run a draw in an obvious passing situation? This is third and ten. And my high school coach, Mike Smith, used to have the same philosophy. If we know you're going to play coverage and your linebacker is going to drop, well, we're going to run a draw. And we ran a draw right here. We got 12 yards on third and ten. They went to the two safety look. The backers get out of there especially the middle linebacker. The middle linebacker's playing like a Tampa. He's trying to drop like he in Tampa, too. They actually came down and playing cover one, but the linebackers are playing coverage. They backed up. Usually linebackers, if they're playing just base defense, their re-steps are forward. Where these linebackers went back at the snap of the ball, and we run a draw play. It's, not, it's, it's a quick draw. It wasn't like a 1,001, 1,002. It was snap, show, handoff. We get 12 yards. So that's why I had that play in my notes. I'm a firm believer that obvious passing downs, you run draw plays. Just because of the linebackers not being as aggressive, you could catch them sleeping. Uh, This play right here, we had Keaton lined up at tight end. We had Grant come motion across away from Keaton. I mean, coming across the formation to the boundary and Keaton runs a bend route and Brennan throws an excellent ball, a nice touch pass over the linebacker because they got three safety high. they playing three safeties right here. This is third and 16, ladies and gentlemen. Obvious pass. they playing Tampa 2, which we knew they was going to do. And in Tampa 2, the threat is the middle of the field. And we attack the middle of the field. And that's just a great catch and throw. Good gracious. That's a big lead for both guys. And Keaton's doing that with a cast on his hand. But Brendan, I can't say too much about the touch he showed right here. This is, this is maturation right here. Old Brendan would have threw a pick to the linebacker. He would have hit him in the face with it because he would have tried to just put it on a rope. But he understood that the linebacker was going to be there. And he understood the athleticism of this linebacker. And he put it up there, and he understood the athleticism of Keaton. And Keaton, being a former quarterback, understood the importance of going and high-pointing a throw like this and trusting where the ball was going because he threw him out of harm's way. Now, I will say this. The safety, for some reason, went for the pick. And Quinn Blander was saying this, like He doesn't know what the safety was doing because if the safety's going for contact, he might punch the ball out. But he went for a pick. I don't know why he thought he could pick this or why he thought he could break this up. But this is where you go for the ribs of the receivers and you try to jar it out. Not saying that would have happened, but hey. Um, and then we ran our quarterback draw again. I'm so happy to see this play back. We used to run this with Bryce Perkins a lot. We used to run this last year with Brendan a lot. I love a quarterback draw that we run out of trips. We sell it well. We we wait 1,001, 1,002 And we let our linemen get second level. I think we execute this play at a high level. You remember Bryce ran this versus Virginia Tech two times and scored. So if you go back and watch when we beat Virginia Tech, we ran this quarterback draw. It's hard to stop this because our receivers do a good job of running their routes. They sell their routes. And the way that the inside zone rules are, we could possibly get away with throwing it to Billy because Billy's running a square end. And now they let you get two yards up the field blocking. So that's why it's hard to stop this. Because everybody is doing their job. If receivers just loafed off the ball, we wouldn't sell it. And our linemen, when I tell y'all linemen get up to the second level, it's like a old-school wedge in, on kickoff return. So I'm happy to see that this, we're utilizing this play again. And then I already talked about the keton catch, catch um, in which it would have been an interception. But overall, offensively, man, they're well-oiled machine. Um, they're well-oiled machine. They ran the football well this game. Unconventionally, ran the football well. We we'll take it over two hundred yards rushing. You can't complain. You got to sip the juice. You have to. You re- like you really, you really, really, really can't complain about how we ran the football. You can't. Offensively, you really can't. Like you can say something. Don't get me wrong, but you really can't say nothing. You know. 600 yards of total offense, that's tough to say anything. Yes, they got stopped early on. Well, I will, one coaching point for Brennan. When you when you have the lead, wait. Don't snap the ball so quick. You know what I'm saying? You would snap the ball around 14 in the fourth quarter. I was like, yo, let it go down at least five. That's the one thing that I think he'll learn from this. Clock management late in the game as a quarterback everything's not always on the coaches. Now, granted, yes, everybody will say coaches need to do that. But I always tell people, a lot of players make coaches look great. So y'all may be praising some coaches sometimes, and it's actually the football players that are doing it. It's the the guys on the field that are making them look great. You know what I'm saying? Like be a football player, not a robot. A lot of times when a guy's a football player, he making y'all walk away like, oh, my God, he's such a great coach. And coaches will tell you, sometimes they just make me look good. And a player can make you look bad, too. You can tell the player something over and over and over, and, and they just don't – they can't get right. And you'd be like, man, what the heck? What are you doing, dude? You got to be kidding me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, man, offensively, that's my only gripe. Don't hide the ball so quick when you have the lead. Because, I mean – I ain't saying, but it would make... Anyway, we're going to get to the defense a special team. So I ain't even going to say nothing else. But offensively, uh, I have fans asking me about the Heisman. I don't care about the Heisman. I don't. Don't ask me. About, I ain't being rude, but you, you, you're you not going to get the answer you're looking for with me. I don't care about the calls, Heisman, Thorpe Award. I don't care about none of that. I care about winning games. I'm locked in. You would, th- you would think I'm playing or coaching the team because I just pay attention to the game that's coming up. you got a lot of folks that play like, Hawk. We got these games coming up where you think we'll go. And I'd be like, I'm focused on BYU. That's it. When I get through recording this, I'm breaking down BYU film. That's it. I don't even know how other people are doing to say if Brendan deserves to win the has and should he be in the conversation. I don't know what's going on with everybody. I really don't. I am a, I am a Virginia football analyst. I'm not a college football analyst. I'll break down. UVA i break down our opponent too now I could be an ACC analyst because every team that UVA's gonna play I'm gonna break down and then from me seeing their games I'm gonna break down that opponent they play so overall I could tell you everything I could tell you everything about Pickett from from Pitt I could tell you about Hartman the quarterback from Wakeford like I could tell you about them but anybody outside of ACC I don't know when it comes to Heisman and Brendan would it be a great look absolutely it's a great look It's a great look for Brendan, putting him on the mat. But what, I mean, I'm so worried about the next game. I don't know if it makes a difference with him being on the watch list. And I don't know. Like, what does that really do? Like, is that going to change his numbers? You know what I'm saying? That's just me talking. I'm not trying to knock folks who want, like, if our marketing department from football wants to push for him to be on the watch list so they can make out their, their communications and get the social media going. That's cool. Cause I play with Thomas Jones when, you know, he should have been a favorite over Ron Dane looking back over there. But when we were playing, we had no thoughts of a Heisman. We were just like, who we playing this week. Let's get busy. Let's make sure Thomas get busy because we need Thomas to get busy for us to win. That was our approach. So I don't want fans thinking I'm being rude or standoffish or nonchalant when they ask me about Brendan and the Heisman because I'm giving you my true transparent answer. I don't care about it. We got smacked twice. I'm old school. We got smacked twice. We're thinking about going 7-2 and two now after everybody thought that when we lost to Wake Forest, we wouldn't win any more games. Everybody gave us a chance to just win Duke. All y'all people gotta come. The juice. I got to go around. And don't give me that BS about, oh, I'm glad I was wrong, crap, either. I hate, I hate when y'all do that. I really d di- I don't hate it. Hate is a strong word. I really dislike and I think is a cop-out. Don't give me that, I hope I'm wrong, got to saying something crazy. No, you don't. If you hope you're wrong, why are you putting it out in the atmosphere? Why are you speaking to existence? Why are you saying, well, we ain't gonna beat so-and-so? Don't don't tweet it. Erase it. Patty Hawk says, the juice. I got enough to go around." Don't do that. I really, it really, that really, ooh, that get, ooh, Patty Hawk be wanting to come out when I be seeing. I uh, hope I'm wrong. No, the hell you don't. You want to be Nostradamus? Don't nobody hope they wrong. Nobody hopes they wrong. I'm sorry. I ain't never seen nobody say something and hope that it's wrong. Why would you even think about that for a minute? Why would you say something hoping you're wrong? Don't we talk and and hope that what we're saying is accurate? <laughs> That's why I always laugh with people. And look, I'm not dissing none of y'all that say that. This is not a personal attack on anybody that says that. Because you could be sincere. All right? You could be control. Like, I'm not. I'm just speaking out. This is Petty Hawk just being petty. Just don't do it around me. I don't want to see it. And, and, and granted, if I see it, that's my fault. See how I hold myself accountable? That's my fault for seeing. It. But I make sure I don't comment towards y'all no more. I've gotten better with that. Cause back in the day, Petty Hall would came out and really went at you. But I've matured. Like, yo, let them. That's their social media. Let them speak their truth. They walk around hoping they're wrong. I don't. I want to walk around hoping I'm providing accurate information and accurate statements. That's me. You know what I'm saying? That's why I don't. Yeah, but let's get to the defense, man. Let's get this yeah. defense. Um, defense, man. I got a theme song for y'all. We fifty three minutes in. I got a theme song for y'all defense, and I think it's fitting. It's not a joke, but y'all ain't got too many of these no more, man. Let me, let me, let me, let me, let me. Hopefully, this is the edited. This should be the edited version. Defense. Telling you, this, this this is a theme song for y'all Because y'all don't got too many of these no more, man They be, they be just turning on y'all before we, before we talk about defense And special teams Y'all ain't got too many of these no more This ain't gonna be that long Y'all know what it is They gonna say what it is in a few minutes Come on, man, hurry up We got things to do Yo, Houdini This ain't the instrumental, is it? Come on Friends Yeah, y'all ain't got too many of these no more
0: How many of us have them? Friends
1: defense this y'all ain't got too many
0: we can depend on friends unless they how many of us
1: have Well, why who uniform?
0: Friends.
1: Y'all ain't got too many of them.
0: Before we go any further, let's be friends, the word we use everyday.
1: Hey, y'all ain't got too many friends out here defense. I look, man, look at this sheet of paper. Look at all these notes I got for the defense. All these plays that I got notes beside. And we already at the 54 minute mark. But folks said they want the episodes, they don't care if they're longer. So this is for you guys, for all the folks who just wanted certain parts. If you just wanted to hear about the offense, then it's been great. Hopefully you enjoyed the show. But we're going to the defense. If you just want to hear about the defense, then get your popcorn ready. Because we got a lot we got to talk about. Respectfully and in a constructive way, because that's what I do. All right, so the defense gave up. We're going we're gonna to go back. We're going to go back. We're going to go back. Defense gave up. Oh, my God. How did that just disappear? Okay, that actually worked out. You gave up 270 yards rushing. Came in the game as a team giving up 188, so two, 270. You gave up 570 yards of total offense, so... Louisville, so so Wake Forest had 200 and 200, and we played them. We know what what North so we know what North Carolina Wake Forest did. Louisville had a lot of yards and lost. So those are the games that jump out to me, because we know we did. We shut out Duke. Miami, they didn't get a lot of passing yards. Anyway, so this is another game in which the defense gave up over 500 yards. I don't know for sure. Sh- I think Wake Forest we gave up 500 or more. Anyway, in Louisville I think we gave up 500. So anyway, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get to it. I think I need. Uh, do I need instrumental behind? This? Yeah, I need instrumental behind this. I, this, this, this can't be long. Like, nah, no instrumental. All right, let, let me stop rambling. Defensively started out shaky. The third down, I thought Darius Braden saw the route coming. You could tell he saw what the route was going to be. I don't think he trusts his eyes. And the only thing I would just tell Darius made the tackle. They would have got the first down, but you know, like secure the tackle. That's it. Um, when they scored, I felt like Devontae has to pedal more and protect his inside. Understand where the ball is. Again, pre-snap read. Understand alignment and assignment. Are you you playing man-to-man? Cool. Where is the receiver lined up at? Where is the ball lined up at? What's the formation? What's the tendencies? What's the one thing you can't allow to happen? You can't give up. As a corner, you don't give up your inside. We cannot give up our inside. You can't. Snap of the ball, read the stem of the receiver. If he stems me to the inside, he's trying to capture my shoulder. Hmm. Ding dong. He's probably trying to cross my face. Second indication. He's coming very fast. I got to get the hell out. I at least got to open my hips. I know you were two, but there's it only a few corners that wore two that could run. And that was like Dion. Like, you got to get out. And then, last of all, I was like you got to get out because you had no help. I know everybody see Cohen King running to the ball, but Cohen's actually doing more than what he's asked to do. So people in the stands would probably say, "Oh my God, where's the safety? Cohen King? He's late." No, that's not, I wasn't on Cohen. That's why I love about film study and doing my podcast because I get to break up the false narratives. Any just because you see somebody chasing don't mean. They messed up, you know what I'm saying? In a sense, when you're looking for a reason, the thing that got Devontae beat was just his leverage. The leverage was bad, technique was bad. He can improve that. You can like that's fixable. But everybody's like, you keep saying that over and over. I just I can only give you the feedback. I can give you it's fixable. It is. You got to do it, or they gonna keep celebrating in the paint. Like sooner or later, I tell and I coach 10, 11 year olds. I keep, and I tell them all the time, either you're going to keep doing what you're doing and keep getting these same results, or you're going to do what I tell you to do and the results will probably improve. I ain't going to keep telling you over and over if I don't know what I'm talking about. I feel like I'm an expert when it comes to playing that position. I feel like I'm an expert when I look at it and I say, this is what you need to do. I ain't telling you nothing wrong. This ain't one of those I hope I'm wrong because hell no, I don't hope I'm wrong. I'm right. I stand by. It. You wee pedal, protect your inside. He not throwing this post. He not going to beat you. on Now, granted, he may end up still catching it because he could do like some type of Randy Moss rendition or something, but I feel like your athleticism, Devontae and your ball skills, you'll make him pay because trust and believe Joey Blunt. When he got his first pick in the end zone. Ball's on the opposite hash. Meaning the near hash to the boundary. It's trips to the field. He's checking the number three receiver. They're on the hash. Versus Louisville, you guys heard me say, always anticipate a corner route coming. And if you got safety help, you in the driver's seat. Pre-snap, Joey's inside leverage, understanding. If anything, I'm gonna anchor this leg. I'm not gonna paint too far. I'm, I'm not gonna backpedal too far in the paint, but I have to give ground. Snapping the ball, I see Coin King pop out and look at Joy. And what does Joy do? Play the corner route like a fiddle. He knew he had help. <laughs> they run smash concept. Hitch, hitch. Corner route by number three, the guy that Joy's checking. What does he do? Ran the corner route for a young boy. Quarterback does a good job trying to get meaning to try to underthrow it so the receiver could come down, back downhill. Joy's already got a great beat on the ball in which he runs the route for the receiver. Interception. That's textbook. I ain't going to lie to you. Ball Hawk. not going to lie to you. I didn't get this name just because my last name, Hawkins, somebody gave me this name because I will go get the rock in the arena league. That's where it came from. Picking corner routes just like that while somebody was in motion. On the, and you know what's so funny even in the arena league are, they're run that same formation they run the trips the ball be to the near hash you'll see the the motion receiver uh, come downhill square you up in the middle of the field and I will always say in my head corner route come here before they even ran it and I will run to the corner and the quarterback will anticipate them getting to the corner and would throw it and people be like damn look like Hawk ran the route for them So, that's a great play by Joey. in the passer by Noah. I don't disagree with that call. I think I thought it looks like he hit him in the head. It wasn't that the quarterback failed, just like he slapped him in the face mask and they're going to protect the quarterback. Um, I will say this. I I started knowing, noticing this game that when they tried to double-team Carter, and I think it was Weeks, Weeks would hit the guard. And I want to know if they, if they, if that's been like a uh adjustment that they're doing. So when teams are running those inside zones, they like the double team on nose with one of the guards. And I saw Weeks two different times, like hit the guard once they try to hit Card and double team him. And the first time he destroyed him, but then I got to thinking, like, I wonder if he don't hit the guard, would he get a tackle for a loss? Because he made the tackle the first time. Then the second time, the back kind of got outside, and I was like, damn. You know, this is my Monday morning quarterback. It's like hindsight is 20-20. It's like if he just shoot the gap because the guard blocked down on Carter, he's right there for the TFL. But I like it in theory because it's making sure that the guard doesn't get next level and get somebody else. That's a note I had down. That was just a thought. Um I will say one of the plays in which Georgia Tech ran crossers, Anthony Johnson does a good job of passing a deep crosser off. You remember the Wake Forest game? How well he actually did that the Wake Forest game too. Our boundary corners gotta start seeing our field corners gotta start seeing that. Because Johnson's yelling cross across crosser, crosser looking to switch off, and our field corners are chasing with the post. And they could drop off and take the crosser. Um, that's when they completed to the back. And they ended up getting like a 15-yard game for a first down It was third down. I felt like if Grant can hear, which I know he can, because you can hear on the field if your boy's yelling, you cross, because you can see Anthony Johnson emphatically yelling, crosser. Telling, you know, Nick to bump off and take the guy that's coming his way. Because if he takes the guy that's coming his way, Corn King to me is a football player. Because Cohen didn't even have to take that crosser, but Cohen takes the cross that Anthony Johnson's talking about. Because Anthony, because Cohen's coming down in a short curl flat to the to the field. Cohen always does a good job of looking up for work, is what we call it. If Cohen stays where he's at and just takes the back, Georgia Tech would have completed that crosser for a huge game because Nick and the Nick doesn't bump off. He's squeezing the post. You know what I'm saying? Because the quarterback was looking at that post, so I could kind of understand why Nick is seeing it. But at the same time, if I hear and and the safety's there too, that's when I feel like that's the next step for Nick as a cover guy, like bumping off. Bumping off is the elite level. Like that's how you bust through the door because you start to play games, be a football player, not a robot. So I had that in my notes. I feel like our DBs overall are at the level where they should be executing that. And I know Cove, Tony Coverton, you know, me and him always talk about that. Um, the, the wide receiver, one of their wide receivers dropped a short touchdown, and I had to the nose, Devontae, don't pedal in the paint, active chop. be ready to break downhill. Anytime you are in the red zone, like eight yards and going in, as a DB, they got to come to you. It's what we call it. they got to come to you. That's why a lot of times you play that bend but don't break type of defense because now the defense doesn't have to cover a lot of field and they can keep everything in front of them, everything's downhill, everything's aggressive. So as a defensive back, especially when you got twins, if you're checking the slot, you get at six or seven yards and you actively chop your feet. You just chop, 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 chop. And you anticipate they're going to run an outcut because you know that's the, that's the most real estate. And that's why I felt like Devontae could have been doing down here and really could have again. That's when you get them pick sixes. That's when you make them explosive plays when you practice and execute your technique down there because quarterbacks are going to really lock on and try to get the ball because they think it's easy and they dropped a short touchdown and then they scored on us later during that same play. And I feel like if Devontae just chops his feet, allow the receiver to come to him and absorb him, you know, he breaks up both of those, um, they ran a they ran a draw play one time. Both our linebackers got caught triggering and got massed together. They had a big run. They just hit the call. Uh, Joey's intercep- second interception, the one that counted, he made a big lead play. He read the quarterback's eyes. They tried to run the post. That's a big lead play by safety. Big lead play. I got more notes. All right, man, I feel like I'm boring y'all a little bit because y'all want me to talk about the onside kick, I know. I will say this: seeing Perry playing in is is a good move because we were actually getting pressure with like three guys. Like when Elliott got his sack, we didn't bring that many guys. I know a lot of people are like, "Oh, we need to blitz more. We need to blitz more." With this kid that was at quarterback, you don't need to blitz him. We did blitz him in an educational way, meaning we would blitz in the middle of the field and then show a spy. So it was times that he tried to tuck it and then he had nowhere to go because we blitzed him in the A gap in his face and then we corralled him. But when you got a mobile quarterback, and Bryce Perkins used to show folks, you blitz them, ain't nobody on the second level. Um, So it is good that we're using um Perry at defensive end, man, because he he makes a difference. Like, that's added speed. I don't know Noah Taylor's situation. I know he went out with an ankle injury at the first half. But having that added speed, and then Elliott became the, the spy guy. And Elliott's fast because he ended up running that quarterback down a couple of times. I do want to say this. On that fourth and one, and when they ran that speed option, I ain't gonna say no names. The safety that came through, I think you had quarterback. Cause I I feel like Elliott had pitch. Cause he made sure his outside arm was free. If we execute our assignment right there, that's a tackle for a loss. Or or number Gibbs just has, has to make a great play. On his own, but I felt like let me go ahead. Let me go ahead and have this discussion with y'all. Let's let have this discussion. So I see a lot of people question the scheme, right? Scheme three, three, five, three, four. I don't give a I don't give a damn what we run. Here's what it comes down to in football, right? Football is a system sport. You can have all these theories and all these. We need to run this. We need to run that, right? It don't matter what type of idea you have, what defense you got, what you master in. If the dudes on the field don't master it, what you master in don't matter. So I say that to say this. I'm all about equal opportunity and accountability. It's easy for us to say coaches need to do X, Y, and Z. But as a former player, when I look at film, I'm like, wait a minute. You got to do better, bro. You with that helmet on, you got to do better. We can't keep pointing at the dudes... Holding the clipboards. Sooner or later, we got to play. Because I say that to say this. When Georgia Tech, went on a run. And it hit our, so they got Nick Grant with a double move. And a lot of people say, well, we should have been in like soft coverage. Cool, you're right. But here's another thing I know. Why the hell am I jumping a hitch and I'm up two scores? Why? How are you really going to beat me with a hitch and go? See, that's my accountability for them. Knowing what they're capable of, that I'll be cheating them out of. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I wouldn't be helping them if I didn't hold them accountable for that. I don't care what defense or coach call, right? I could be in press coverage. I'm up by two scores. I'm in press coverage. I know what route's not going to beat me, nothing deep. You're not going to outrun me because I'm going to give up a lot of cushion. I'm back. As soon as I stop the ball, I'm bailing. i mirror everything you do. You can catch it, but I'm attacking you. You're not going to score. See, that's the thing. It don't matter what a coach calls. You still know the situation and the circumstances and the scenarios as a player. You still know. It don't matter what's called. You know what is expected. You know the situation. See, now I'm on the soapbox. I may need some instrumental, but I don't need no instrumental. I want to make sure you hear every single word I say. We as fans, me as analysts, I could point the finger at a coach. Easy, easy. Oh, coach, you need to do this. Why? Because it didn't work. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But once you start trying to identify why things aren't working, then you will see, hmm, Well, right there, that ain't the coach. That's him. Like on the 77-yard run. Oh, what the hell is our defense doing? Yo, that was just a great move by Gibbs on one of the better tacklers in the ACC. And you tip your hat. I mean, that move he put on Joey Blunt was elite. He ain't never get him again, but he got him that time. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Dudes and jumped over my head before. And I ain't even duck my head. I try to tackle them high. They just jump higher than what I was. I'm 5'10". Dude, Chris Jackson, jump higher than that. When I was playing for the Colorado Cross, he playing for the Georgia Force. Jumped over my head. I ain't try to hit him in the knees. I try to hit him in the chest. Things happen. So, just because... So, again, I'm not knocking that folks question what we run. We just got to execute better. That's why you keep hearing the coach always say, I'm still working on consistently executing what we are trying to do. Because when they execute it well, it works. When you don't do what you're supposed to do, bad things happen. It does. We got our defense is built on Getting timely stops. I keep saying this over and over and over again, and people keep expecting this defense to shut people down. It ain't gonna happen, Captain. Yeah, we did a Duke. Yeah, we did a way us That's cool. But it consistently, that ain't gonna happen. But what I can appreciate is we get a timely turnover. We make them punt when we need when we down 13 0. We end up getting no stops so our offense could get going and score. That's the ultimate team sport. They score the opening drive. We go three and out. They score again. We tip an extra point. Then we score. Then we get a pick. Then we score again. Take the lead. Then we get another stop. Or they 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 kick a field goal. Then we I mean we score 17 in the second quarter. Then we score 17 in the third quarter. Hold them to eight. Hello? This is an ultimate team sport. Like, as much as we look at yards and as much as our defense do give up explosive plays, if we say football is the ultimate team sport, the defense got to be doing something right because you just can't win in spite of. You can't. Unless both teams score, like, unless we got the ball first and scored every time, and they got the ball first, I mean, ball, and scored every time, and then they just happened to go for two. Like, like, unless they just missed the extra point on their own, defense had to do something to 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 get the win as well. It just, people always say, oh, we win in spite of our defense. Uh, Yo, they still did something. You feel me? Now, let's get to where everybody want to talk about. We a minute 15 in. Special teams onside kick. Don't nobody practice onside kick every damn week. Right, let me just put that out there. I'm gonna just be transparent with y'all. Ain't nobody out here practicing onside kicks every single day. And if you are, you run the risk of. It's just like the victory. You're not practicing the hail mary defense or hail marys every week. You don't want to run the risk of injury. But a month, uh, uh, all Amer- a couch, an uh, armchair American to tell you, oh, you gotta you gotta do that every week. That's how you prepare. You gotta do it. And yeah, okay, high school. But when you're trying to make sure that guys are healthy, you're not, and you're you're discussing it. But we know it's a difference between discussing it and executing it. Nobody these days like the tip they had that the opponent just did good. Everybody's so proud for Like, no, no, no. If you do everything right, no. Okay, you can have that. Just as bad as we talk about our defense, our offense make fans talk about the opposing defense the same way, like other fans. But when it comes down to the onside kick. I'm going to catch that ball me personally. If I'm the guy that it went past, I'm catching that ball. Period. Because somebody can say, well, he could be taught not to. I tell you what, ain't no coach ever get mad if you do something they don't tell you to do and it's successful. You ever heard of that? No, no, no. Oh, good job. Yeah. Steph Curry, when he was taking them threes initially, everybody was like, no, no, no. But it was going in. and up. Take them. The first time, and it went by, then they get it. And then to come back the same way. Or that second time, I'm like, no, sir, I'm getting this because I can't get hit. Now, the rules say they can't thump you no more. Back in the day, when I was here, shh, our side was dangerous because they were coming to fap you. Ooh-wee. Try to try to feel the onside. They were an ear hole shot. Now, if you're trying to feel it, they can't hit you. They got to try to hit it with their hand, but they can't contact you. That's why I'm like, even if you told to move, there are certain situations in which you still got to make a judgment call. I know. And I could be wrong. <laughs> I said, I could be wrong. Now, I hope I'm wrong. Oh, hell no. I don't hope I'm wrong right here. I don't hope I'm wrong that he was told to move or told not to move. I don't look go feel the rock, bruh. Get the gold, the pot, the gold, go get it. Don't let the all a hey, get the pot of gold, the ball right there. What? It's bouncing right there? Coach, you want me to move? Mm-mm, I'm catching this. Nope. Now, if I, if it hit my chest and pop, pop, then at least put like this, it's going to be on you regardless for the real ones. A fan or just points to coaching? A football player like me, I'm looking at you like, bruh, nah. Football player, robot. I'm going to be a football player. I'm going to get, I'm in that. And there's no knock on him. Because he could be doing what he told. You see, I'm not going to say his name. I'm not going to like throw him under the bus. He could be told to move and let the other guy behind him get it. He could be told, hey, it's your judgment. And his judgment thought it was too hot for him. That's fine. And, of course, I'm watching it, so it's easy for me to say, man, I'm going to go get that. You never know what you're going to do in that moment. People never know what they're really going to do in the moment. Like, we all coach people up. I would have did this if I was you weird. This is what you should have did. Yeah, it is easier. It is easier for me to tell you behind the mic what you should have did, bro. I'm not saying that's not true. But I'm going to get that. I like the ball. I'm going to get it. And you could be the hero. I know. Don't play hero ball. Then they tell you to be the hero. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's it, man. That's all I got for y'all. And everybody that questioned Bronco, you know, post game, I like how you handled the press conference, man. Like, the obvious thing is, yeah, we need to like you need to work on the onside kick return. You're gonna fix it. You're gonna address it. I read between the lines. I could. I could. I could look at his body language. I respect that about him. He not gonna throw players under the bus or the coach under the bus. And be like, yeah, we, we not like you tip your hat. It, it's the 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 kick still put us in that situation. Like they still executed their kick. We could have just caught it as well. But the thing is, that's not the time and place to really go into detail because it ain't for all of us to hear. I ain't entitled. Like he don't owe me that. He gave me what I wanted. Hey, get execution by them. We got to work on that. That's all I needed to hear. What I need to hear. You know what? X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z, X, Y, Z. Yeah. You tell him Bronco. Woo. Yeah. I love it. Woo. I love the drama you creating. Woo. Way to throw everybody out there on the bus. Woo. Yeah. Woo. Good job. No, I don't need that, What that's going to really do. We already, you can, like I said, if you didn't, if you haven't read what he said, or you haven't seen the video what he said, just look at his body language, bro. I ain't trying to be there and practice on Monday, no sir. Nah, first thing they did is probably say on special teams, on side kick return. Yeah, but all right, man. That's long enough. That's long enough, man. I ain't no outro music. Appreciate everybody for tuning in. Y'all know I feel uncomfortable. Talking too long. Because I don't want to act like I'm just rambling. Uh, but appreciate everybody for tuning in. Appreciate everybody for supporting. If you want to support the Ballhawk Show podcast. Go to anchor.fm. Search the Ballhawk Show. Um, it's a support button up there. You can donate 99 cents. ninety nine, or nine ninety nine each month. It will automatically be drafted. Appreciate everybody. Go to sthujuice.com for your shut the hell up juice apparel. I got more hoodies that I I got more hoodies on deck that's coming out. Um, if you saw me at the game and you saw the Virginia Diamonds um, hoodie I had on, it's not a part of the vintage collection that the university put out. That's actually the Lockdown Podcast hoodie that Tony Covington and myself host on Lockroom Access. You got to go to Lockroom Access to their website to their shop. And it's available. We got a couple more available. It's in gray and blue. So if you want that hoodie you saw me have on at the game, it's available at Locker Room Access. So appreciate everybody that's tuned in, man. Salute to everybody. Be ready to come to the Coach's Show. or tuning in to 706 Live from BJ's Restaurant, Virginia Sports Radio Network. Also, Virginia Cavaliers' Facebook fan page. I'll be sharing it on my own Facebook page. And then I'll try to upload it to my podcast platform a day later um, as well. I try to start doing that. So y'all bear with me on that because I got to get that sent to me and edit it and make sure the commercials are cut out. But, uh, yeah, man, you know the motto goods, the enemy are great. Be great in everything that you do. Never let nobody tell you you can't do what you set your mind out to do. Congratulations to the Wahoos. They are now bowl eligible Who would have thought after that loss to Wake Forest that we would run off and win four games straight? Until next time.